There was a, a teacher who I loved and then not so much because he accused me of cheating. Mr. Honeycutt was a wonderful math teacher mm. in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And in seventh grade, he accused me of cheating, stealing something from his desk, which I did not do. And in those days, yeah. teachers paddled oh uh, students. Wow. And in fact, um, when none of the sixth graders would confess, he asked all of them who took the stuff and then he blamed me for it. Wow. He lined up the entire sixth grade and paddled all of them in a very small school but uh, paddling was a thing wow. in those days and um welcome to the whole student podcast with cal balaban whole student refers to the magical moment when a student is fully seen heard and known this is a spark of a relationship between student and teacher where the former is catalyzed on a journey beyond what they thought possible and the latter is a proud advisor cheering from the sidelines the whole student podcast asks guests to reflect back on their moment to the person who became a transformative teacher in their lives. On the journey they were set upon, our guest today is Dr. Howard Stevenson. Howard is the Constance Clayton Professor of Urban Education, Professor of Africana Studies in the Human Development and Quantitative Methods Division of the Graduate School of Education at the University of Pennsylvania. He is the Executive Director of the Racial Empowerment Collaborative, a research program development and training center that brings together community leaders, researchers, authority figures, families, and youth to study and promote racial literacy and health in schools and neighborhood. Howard is the recipient of the 2020 Gitler Prize by Brandeis University for outstanding and lasting scholarly contributions to racial, ethnic, and or religious rea- uh, relations. He was also listed in the 2020 RHSU Edu Scholar Public Influence Rankings of the top university-based scholars in the United States who did the most to shape educational practice and policy. Since 1985, Howard has served as a clinical and consulting psychologist working in impoverished rural and urban neighborhoods across the country. It is my great pleasure to welcome Dr. Howard Stevenson to the Holston Podcast. Thank you, Howard. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to start you off with the first question I ask every guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a luminary now, hmm. and you're still a learner. Absolutely. When you were a student, take us back to the words that you would use to describe yourself as a student. Oh, I was curious and eager to learn. Mm-hmm. I was the firstborn in my family, so I had I was the first to try out everything, try mm-hmm. out bad teachers, try out good <laughs> teachers, try out playgrounds, falling on my knees, getting mm-hmm. back up, sports, the whole thing. So I was very curious mm-hmm. and very precocious as a, as a student. And teachers tended to like me yeah. for the most part. Wow. Some exceptions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. We might get into that today. Okay. All right. Um... So at the whole student, uh, we want everyone to go to that moment, that moment where you felt as a student fully seen, heard, and known for the first time. When, when was it? Man, there's a lot of examples, but one would be fourth grade Mrs. Russ. So mm. she 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 didn't find it a threat for me to be asking lots of questions and mm. curious. And in fact, she uh, I wrote a poem about seahorses, and she put it in the Sussex County uh, George in Georgetown, Delaware, Sussex County, and and that was a highlight for me because wow. my friends saw it, my family was all excited, yeah. And to think that my teacher thought my poem was uh, the best among a group to do that, just I will never forget it. And seahorses were really, kind of really <laughs> bizarre. They yeah. had all kinds of crazy luminescence, and yeah. I was 
able to talk about it. And so there were photographs. It was just a fantastic uh, way to display my unique curiosity. Wow. Yeah. And she drew that assignment out of you, or is that something you brought to her? It was a it was a contest, I believe, and wow. for anybody who won it, and she was going to take the best uh, poem, and uh, it could be as I had a chance to make it to the Sussex County. Yours was the best. She was, yeah, she was on my <laughs> side. Yes, that's amazing, definitely. Mrs. Russ. Mrs. Russ, you stayed in touch with Mrs. Russ through the years? No, I, I'm much older now, and she has she has passed on. Mm. Although I have other teachers who are, are still alive. Uh, but um, my algebra teacher, Mrs. Yancey, she was fantastic, eighth grade. Wow. So uh, stood out big time. What, what made her stand out? Well, I had a crush on her, I will yeah. say that, and that was a big deal. But I love math, and she <laughs> made sure to give me challenging things to do. So it was, yeah, there was a the crush, but the bigger issue is I, I had her for two grades in algebra, uh, in algebra two, and she was just a wonderful teacher. Mm. Yeah. When we were talking about describing yourself as a student, you mentioned mm-hmm. um, some teachers didn't see you, didn't yeah. know, didn't uh, value who you were. Yes. Um, you remember them? Ms. Phillips. Okay. She's a geometry teacher. Yeah. And uh, I think it was my ninth grade. She literally, on the first day of class, gave out a quiz and mm-hmm. a test and uh, whispered in my ear, actually, um, called me the N-word. Hmm? Uh, and said, you'll never do well at this test at all. Oh, my God. And I was a whiz at math, so it's the only class I ever got a C in, in terms of math. And um, But I was bothered from that day. I went home told my mother about yeah. it. I had to endure the entire year uh, having that hostility, very wow. first day of class. Now, I made a film about it, actually, mm. uh, when I was putting together mm. um, a film about one of my most favorite teachers, Ms. Mm. Jeglum. Uh, in high school, yeah. but I had to bring up Mrs. Phillips to yeah. make that film. Yeah, you know, have a, have a little punch to it. Yeah. Wow, yeah, it's a true story. Well, amazing! I, I can't even fathom, you know, the juxtaposition of the two. Yeah, no, it stunned me. I was like, in a, felt like I was in a year of like paralysis whenever I walked in that class because work. I, because yeah. I never knew what was going to come. She, wow. she, she did it for a particular effect. The more I thought about it, like of all the ways you're going to do this, you know, whispering it as if no one else could hear, mm-hmm. um, you know, challenging me to not to say something about it, but um, the drama of not being believed. It was yeah. a moment. You take me to the moment in the autobiography of Malcolm X where mm. teacher S mm-hmm. after class after class. Well, what, when you work with your hands, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. And uh, that was a moment. Mm-hmm. Yours though, it's so sinister. Mm-hmm. It's in the classroom while yeah. the test is happening. It's cruel. Yeah, it's cruel and unusual. Wow. Cruel and unusual. Wow. Yep. Well, I want to give. Um, uh, Folks that come on the podcast, a magic wand. And you right. got a magic wand, you wave it, and you get to pick five of your former teachers, dead or alive, to come back to have dinner with you. Yes. Right. Who would you pick and why? Well, I think um, Mrs. Turner, third grade. She's the first African-American teacher wow. that I had. Uh, she would be one of them. Because mm-hmm. she was pretty stern, and she, she was very confident about her abilities. And so... Um, she reminded me of my mother mm. in the way that she also is very powerful to take on oppressive forces in the world, 
um, Ms. Turner was not afraid. And, and people thought of her as strict, but she actually made room for us to be ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? So she was third grade teacher. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Bound, second grade teacher. Okay. Um, my first test in her class, a math test, was a speeding test. And I, I didn't do well, and I was crying. My mother came to visit. And, wow. And Mrs. Bounds also got my mother. And my mother was could, could be tough on teachers. If she thought for my brother and sister and I that we were being mistreated by yeah, teachers, yeah. teachers were afraid of my mother. Wow. But Mrs. Bounds was not. She understood mm-hmm. how a mother needed to stand up for their child. And wow. so... That after that first day of the first test, speed test, we became really close, and uh, she's always in my corner. Ah, wow. Um, you know, Mrs. Butler, eighth grade uh, English teacher, um, opened up the the world regarding uh, classics as a black teacher wow. and putting her own spin. Um, ah, you know, I'm trying to think. There is a, a teacher who I loved and then not so much because he accused me of cheating. Mr. Honeycutt was a wonderful math teacher mm. in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And in seventh grade, he accused me of cheating, stealing something from his desk, which I did not do. And wow. in those days, yeah. teachers paddled oh uh, students. Wow. And in fact, um, when none of the sixth graders c- would confess, he asked all of them who took the stuff, and then he blamed me for it. Wow. He lined up the entire sixth grade and paddled all of them. It was a very small school, wow. but uh, paddling was a thing wow. in those days. And um, uh, he became the um, um, person who kept the the the, uh, the stats for our basketball team, which won the state mm-hmm. championship. And mm-hmm. I was on that team two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And I never got along with him again because I, I didn't trust him for falsely wow. accusing me. But I would still say he was a great teacher that first year. So you'd bring him back to that dinner. I want to pause you for a second. You bring him back yes. to the dinner. You may have words for him. I have really direct words for him. Wow. And, and and I would tell him both things. I would say, you know, you were really fantastic in sixth grade. But yeah. but what happened to you? Mm. I want to know. What was going on in your head? What was it that we were supposed to have stolen from you? Wow. So I had a whole lot of questions. Yeah. Um, but I think I can balance. Part of what I could do even earlier is balance out there's more to people than just them being mean. That's right. Right? Yeah. The last person was Mrs. Jeglum. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Jeglum was a theater arts teacher in 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Uh, and I've done a film about her because she actually literally, um, when I was going to high school in the 70s, uh, graduate 76, if you do the school plays in our mm-hmm. school in Southern Delaware, there's mm-hmm. either two that are going to happen, either Hello, Dolly, or Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no black roles yeah, in that. Yeah. You're either toting cotton or barge yeah, or ba- yeah. bale, whatever. Yeah. But she um, single-handedly, as a white woman teacher, said to the entire school in my senior year that the senior school play was going to be Raising in the Sun. Calls to stir. Of course it did. Scared everybody. Blew wow. everybody. All the parents, white parents were upset. Wow. Students were upset. And um She stood in that. She she held she buffered the hate by taking the heat from all of that. We wow. didn't have to navigate. We saw it, we heard it, but the play still went on, right? And my brother oh, Brian played the role of Walter in Lorraine Hansberry's wow. play. I played the role of uh Willie oh, who lost goodness. the money, Willie Bobo yeah. who lost the money. Um, Chicago family trying to make it, uh, black family. 
But the beauty of it is that the black students could, there were only two white parts in that play. So black students in our school got to be in the center of the pedagogy instead of the outside. And uh, we did so well in the first showings that we had two extra showings because the black and brown folks from our communities, from the country came out to... um, to sell out three times. Oh That's how God. deep it was. Now, the, the bottom line of that story is that there were two senior plays that year because of the protests by the white I families, see. Raisin and Son and Hello, Dolly. But she'll be, she'll be the, the biggest, I think, hero that we've had wow. as a teacher because single-handedly she made it possible for us. What a story. Yeah. Wow. So I have her. I have Honeycutt. I'm... I counted four. Is that five? Let me see. Turner, Butler, and Bounds. So I think there's five, yeah. Okay, all right. Wow. Um, this particular season, we're focusing on entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. all types of entrepreneurs. Uh, and you are an entrepreneur for social justice. Uh, you are a writer, um, a, uh, a leader, uh, and, and a thought leader for many communities. Mm-hmm. And uh, your entrepreneurship, at some point, had to be sparked by somebody. Mm-hmm. Who inspired you? Well, I think if it's not, it probably would be my family in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say my mother in particular and her being a city woman coming to the country mm-hmm. and standing up for my brother and sister and I in public spaces mm-hmm. or in school, wherever we would be disrespected. Mm-hmm. She was a very staunch reader. Mm-hmm. of uh, racial material um, and music. She was yeah. a musician. And so yeah. we had an exposure to black gospel, classics, wow. jazz, because of her relentlessness. But in it all was the sense that you could speak up for yourself and stand mm-hmm. up for things. She worked as a poll worker in voting booth, voting um, um, polls in Southern Delaware. She was wow. one of the first black people to do that. She was a first uh, equal opportunity officer at the Dover Air Force Base. And wow. Air Force, as a civilian, she had to fight for wow. black and brown um, servicemen and women and their families to receive fair housing. And she would fight with officers uh, on her own. She had the authority to do that. And she would come home and tell us these stories about Mm -hmm. how she protected families. So she she would be the hero, I would say, for my brother and sister. Wow. And you're fighting the same fight now? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Uh, My job is to hopefully help people fall in love with their own stories and their own narratives. Yeah. Dr. Stevenson, Howard, I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. I know uh, there's so much there. Um, Inspiration, what you shared, what people will reflect on, Mm -hmm. um, the thoughts that will provoke, and hopefully uh, also have them reflect on the teachers in their lives Mm -hmm. and those that stood in the the force in order to make sure students had what they needed so they could thrive. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Uh, Thank you for your time. And um, for sharing your spirit, sharing your story, and allowing for people to reflect back, and uh, providing inspiration for the young entrepreneurs through your story. Great. Yeah. Much love. Thank you. This is a beautiful thing you're doing. Fantastic. As we say on the Whole Student Podcast, class dismissed. Um, This particular episode, as all of our episodes, brought to you by Duncast, co-produced by 
J.D. Scroggin, the Director of Marketing and Communication at the Dunn School, and co-produced by Brandon Scott of Comfort Food. You can subscribe to the Whole Student Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe today. Thank you.